You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you took time to tune in today, and you're going to be glad too, because today's episode, we're going to feature kind of a couple of best ofs from Max Licato. Uh, Mike Hogan is our discipleship pastor, been my partner in ministry for a long time, and Mike said something uh, at staff table on Tuesday this week that just stuck with me. So I just, I talked to him a little bit about it, and he said, man, this came out of my Wednesday night discipleship study for my cafe group. I'm loving it. And uh, I asked him if he'd share some of it. So, Mike, thanks. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate you inviting me. Oh, man, we're glad to hear from you. Okay, so I'm going to set this up for everybody, Mike, and then I'm going to let you just give us all the context. Um, so we're in the staff table. You know, we're doing our prayer time, and, and uh, I just ask everybody at the staff table to share some of the things God's been teaching them. And the thing that you shared stuck with me all day yesterday. Um, your your comment was, you know, being I, I, I'm studying in my scriptures and I'm praying and I'm reading my Max Cato book for my discipleship group, and Max Cato said something about the two loaves, the the um, the five loaves and the two fish. Sorry, I appreciate y'all can't see, but Mike's holding up his hand. He because he saw I got stuck. I was like, wait a minute, which is the five? Which is the two? Anyway, so my, Max Cato said something about the five loaves and the two fishes that just change the way you think. Will you share that with us? Absolutely. Uh, the study uh, that we're doing is a Max Cato study uh, entitled uh, uh, anxious for nothing. It comes from Philippians chapter 4, yeah. where he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. Uh, remember that God is near. Take your petitions to God uh, and allow God to, to give you his peace. Uh, and in the midst of that, uh, he recounted a story that is very familiar to all of us. All right. In John chapter 6, we find the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And if you remember that story, the, the, the 5,000 had been with Jesus all day long. He had been teaching them and healing their sick. And it got late in the day. And in, in an effort to try to help the disciples to be able to see some things that I don't that Jesus knew they had not seen before yeah. as far as his ability, I believe, yeah. uh, he, he went to the disciples and he said, hey guys, it's late in the day. Uh, these people are hungry. Give them something to eat. Right. Well, imagine the disciples. 5,000 <laughs> folks are in, uh, yeah. you know, and they began to say, well, even if we had a year's worth of salary, if we bought that much, a year's worth of bread for salary, everybody here couldn't get but just one bite. Yeah. And so they said, there's no way we can do that. You need to just turn them loose and let them go and let them fend for themselves. And Jesus said, no, feed them. And so finally, as the story progresses, we know that Andrew came to Jesus and said, look, this is all we have. All we have is this little boy's lunch that consists of five loaves and two fish. That's all we have. Sure. And they had been following after Jesus. They had seen the miracles that he had performed. They had seen the, the healings, the, the people raised from the dead and everything. But all they could imagine was what they physically had in their hands, five loaves and two fish. Max Licato changed that when he said what they didn't realize was that what they actually had was five loaves and two fish and Jesus. And that was enough. 
And we know that as the story unfolds, Jesus blessed the bread. He broke it. Everybody ate until they were full. Right. And then they gathered up 12 baskets full left. Wow. And that slapped me right upside the head yeah. because how often do I try to rely on my five loaves and two fish yeah. and leave Jesus out of the equation in my life, whatever that may be, whether it be an illness, whether it be a loss of job, whether it be COVID, whatever it may be. How often do I try to go on my own devices with my own five loaves and my own two fish rather than saying, okay, Jesus, this is what I've got. How are you going to fix the problem for me? And turning to him. Yeah. Man, that was powerful for me when you said, nope, five loaves, two fish, and Jesus. I feel the same way, man. I feel like even in, even in ministry or in parenting or in marriage or just trying to be a, a guy who's trying to be faithful to Jesus all day, you're right. I look up sometimes and I say, "This is what these are my skills, these are my abilities, these are my resources, these are my opportunities. I'm limited." And I totally forget the most important ingredient, you know, five loaves, two fish, and one Jesus. Um, Mike, I want to shift gears because this this study has been rich and deep, and I'm just going to put a shameless plug in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not in a cafe study, you ought to come give this one a shot. So there's something else that you told me uh, while we were just prepping for the podcast a few minutes ago that was another one of these Max Licato, just insightful. He's so good at reading the scripture and bringing it to life and just seeing practical things that I've missed. But there, you said something about um, abiding in the vine. You know, in John 15, it tells us to abide in the vine. Uh, or you're not going to bear any fruit mm-hmm. apart from Jesus. But uh, you were just kind of share with me before this podcast recording a little bit about what Max Cato had to say to your discipleship group about that. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that, that I think, and, and of course we're all, we, we, when we read John chapter 15, uh, I think the thing that we take from that very often because we are a works-based society. Yep. You know, we, 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 are, we achieve, you know, our, our numbers indicate this, our, how much we make indicates that. And so we're a works-based society. Yep. And because of that, uh, Max Acato was saying, as we read John 15, very often we read, if you abide in Christ, you will bear much fruit. Right. And what we take from that is, you will bear much fruit. And so uh, the fruit becomes the goal. The goal. The fruit becomes the end. The fruit becomes that which we are striving for. Yep. The reality is, is what Jesus said is, when you abide in me. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was more concerned about the relationship than he was about the fruit. And what he said was, is that when your relationship with me is right, Jesus speaking, yeah, when, we're when into, your relationship yeah. with Jesus is right, then Jesus will bear the fruit in and through your life. Mm. It's not about how much you do for Jesus. It's about how much you abide in him, your relationship with him, and out of that relationship, then fruit is born. And so he helped us to, to recognize and realize what the goal should be. Our goal should be our relationship with Jesus. And the result of that relationship with Jesus then is the bearing of fruit. It is not the bearing of fruit itself. That's a good word. And I think I think you are right and Max is right that as believers today, we feel like, okay, I've got... And sometimes that fruit's not bad. You know, I want to fix my mm-hmm. marriage. I want to be more patient. I want to have a better quiet time. And I'm, I want to be spiritually deeper. I want to be more... I want more self-control. I want to get rid of my anger. You know, I want to forgive. And we say, I'm going to bear the spiritual fruit. And we skipped the whole point of the passage, which was abide in Jesus first, and all this stuff mm-hmm. flows out naturally. And we really sabotage when we say, okay, I'm fixing to give Jesus some fruit. 
I'm going to bear some fruit so Jesus can be proud of me. And it's like we're so busy and focused trying to bear the fruit, we forget that we were supposed to be sitting with Jesus abiding in the vine. Right. My seminary professor, Mike, when I was um, when I was in New Orleans, New Orleans, you kind of reminded me of this. You know, he was talking to us. We're all in, you know, this is a, a preaching class. You know, Jim Shaddix was the guy's name. Great, great professor. And um, he was talking about our devotional lives and our prayer lives and our intimacy with Jesus. And he was talking about preaching. And he warned us. He said, you know, if, if you're not careful, if you just get caught up on this treadmill of, you know, expectations and productivity and ministry, it's easy for you to have a quiet time so that you'll have something to preach. In other words, you're looking at the sermon, oh gosh, I gotta teach something Wednesday night, I gotta teach something Tuesday morning, I gotta do a chapel on Thursday, I've gotta I gotta preach on Sunday, and you're looking up and you've just got nothing and you say, Oh, I'm gonna get in the word and pray out pray to Jesus, I'm gonna connect with Christ so that I will have something to deliver to these folks. And he reminded us, man, that's exactly backwards. And I felt that. Like, I've been there. Like, I've had, I've had, I'm ashamed to say it, but I've had weeks where that's how I felt, you know. But, uh, but he reminded us that that's backwards. You know, that really what's going to bless your church is for you to know Jesus and be close to Jesus and let your sermons and your teaching and your preaching start to be this overflow of what you have when you're connected with Christ. That made a big impression on me. How long ago was that? I don't know, 20, 20 years ago or whatever. That has stuck. That stuck with me. That's a good. That's a good word, man. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, you and I've talked about this. I'm a busybody. You know, I mean, I'm. I, I feel like I got to be going all the time. Sometimes that's not healthy. Sometimes that's not good. And one of the things I've told myself lately is, you know, it's hard for me to turn my brain off and sit down and f- just be in prayer and be still. I love it. I delight in that. But it's so hard for me to get myself there. You know, because I'm constantly, my brain's telling me 10 things I haven't done yet that I got to get done. Well, one of the things I've been telling myself this year, Mike, and I think it's something God put in my heart because He knew I needed it, is when I start talking myself out of slipping off, sitting down, and just praying, just enjoying God to be still in His presence, when the productivity side of me starts to try to take over in those still moments, you know, uh, one of the things I tell myself is, you know, my great purpose in life. It's not just the fruit I'll bear. It's that I would be close to God, that I would know Him and enjoy Him. For When I die, Mike, uh, I'm going to be in heaven. And you know what I'm going to be doing? Enjoying God, like literally. That's my purpose. And so when I start trying to talk myself out of sitting still and being with God, um, I remind myself, nope, I'm fixing to go and enjoy my great purpose for a few minutes. And that's exactly the opposite of the way I would. my brain wants to think about just plugging into the vine and being still and being in Jesus. Hey, thanks for sharing um, those two things with me this week as they blessed me. I hope they blessed our podcast listeners. Church family, as you guys listen to this, I want to encourage you to abide in Jesus. And don't forget, you don't have just five loaves and two fishes. You have five loaves, two fishes, and Jesus. Let's love the Lord well. Cannot wait to see you on Sunday. God bless you.